As travel professionals, we are often asked, what should we avoid? What should we not do when we're planning our trip? And there are a lot of DIY travel planners out there. They love the process, and we get that. So here's us coming to the rescue in the most asked question that we get. Yes. Here are the 13 mistakes people make when they travel to Europe. Ready? Ready. Here we go. All right. Top of our list. Every time we have a conversation about travel with somebody. Every free time. What am I doing that I shouldn't do? Right? Well, not paying attention to the calendar. Is a great place to start. Right. Because the European calendar is more than just the seasons. So choosing the right time to go is a bit more complex than it seems. Mm-hmm. For example, summer is the high season. Are you up for the he- the heat and the crowds? April and October are considered the modern shoulder season. Mm-hmm. The nights may be a bit chilly, but the lines will be almost non-existent. That could be a winner. It could. Do your interests lie in seeing the markets of the Christmas season? Are you prepared for the paring down of the 40 days of Lent? Will there be a festive season in your destination? And if so, could you shift your stay to coincide if you want to see it or avoid it? Do you want to participate in the high cultural season in winter? Knowing the calendar can truly make or break your trip. You know, Edinburgh is a great example of this. Every August during the high season, the world-famous Royal Military Tattoo is there. And the last time I was there, I didn't pay attention to the dates and had to leave the day before it started. I should have paid better attention so that I could have seen it. My daughter, on the other hand, was relieved to have missed the influx of people. So you can see timing really is everything when it comes to this, right? And you never know what's next on the agenda if you don't get in there and research those things. I would Google what the cultural calendar is Mm -hmm. for your destination. So the next biggest chunk of money after air travel that you spend is on lodging and ground transport. We use the word lodging because there are quite a few options out there. So don't make the mistake and not shop around. True. There are more than just hotels available for your stay. And quite honestly, we found some really quaint little places to stay yeah you have bed and breakfast you have airbnbs boutique hotels and major chains are there Mm -hmm. if you would like to stay there Mm -hmm. look around and have a firm hold on all of your choices before you commit look them up on websites and apps hunt them down in guidebooks and blogs and see exactly where they are located on google maps Are your choices in good neighborhoods and close to what you want to do and see? Do they have rooms and amenities that fit your needs and budget? One last tip on this. The best smaller places go fast and you'll need to book these early, especially the best Airbnbs. I think that that is so important 
because a lot of times these gems, these kind of secret gems are booked year after year by the mm -hmm. same people and blocks of time are already consumed before you've even found them. Right. 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 Additionally, there are certain places that you would want to stay that maybe have a different set of amenities. I'm thinking about a hotel that we stayed in in Amsterdam called the Hotel Asteria. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was not meant for kids. There were knickknacks all over the place. There were narrow stairs that a little toddler could tumble down. This was not the place that I would bring a child. A child. And knowing what the aesthetic of your accommodation is, is certainly important. Very important. So that you're comfortable, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I agree. Okay. The next mistake that we see people make is thinking that cheaper is always better. This is not true. Take a moment and think about your trip. Is it a one city stay or are you planning to town hop? If you are planning to explore just one area, it may be more reasonable to rent a place with a kitchen close to a train as a launching pad for all of your adventures. Conversely, if you plan on town hopping, perhaps a mix of city centers and sleepy hamlets will be a better choice and give you a bigger thrill. Personally, we are city center kinds of travelers. We are. Right? We're always looking for lodging that allows us to be car free. We like to be able to stay right in the city center and walk around to enjoy the area and not spend our time on transportation. What's the best mix for you? That's what you've got to think about. Now, listen, sometimes we like to travel without kids. We like that. And we're looking for hotels that have fewer kids. That exists. Check out business hotel options in your area. They usually have less family-friendly amenities and a quieter feel if you're looking for maybe a little bit more right. adult time. And we understand that a lot of our listeners are looking for that. Mm -hmm. I also don't want to be that adult that looks over at a mom who's struggling with a toddler and give her that judgy look. Right. I don't, no, I don't no, want no. to be put in that situation mm -hmm. either, you know? So we also are finding that there are a lot of amenities that allow for adult-only stays. Right. Which could work out. We're seeing them in Amsterdam. We're seeing them in Poland, Dublin, and I've even seen a couple in Italy. So they're starting to become a thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now... The next big mistake people could make mm -hmm. is in the area of renting a car for the whole time. Mm. Mm -hmm. That is definitely, definitely an important question. Let me keep this simple. If you are staying in a city center and you don't plan to leave it, skip the rental. You don't need it. Don't need it. If you are town hopping with more than two people, or let's say you're traveling with children and you have a car seat, mm -hmm. get a car. Yeah. If you plan on going to the British Isles, the Black Forest, Northern Italy, or Normandy, rent the car. You're going to need it. Right. But public transport in most of Europe is spot on and is used more commonly than in the States. It's always been delightful for us. Yes. However, if you have a large group, it can be less economical. Keep the last thought in mind. Standards are cheaper to rent than automatics. Practice before you go. 
please don't wind up with a bill because you strip the gears on a car you don't know how to drive. If you don't know how to drive a manual, don't think you can drive one in Europe. Exactly. Especially in the British Isles where you've got to drive on the opposite side of the road on top of everything. Uh-huh. You need to be careful. You spin the extra on the automatic. Yeah. Okay. Next mistake that we see all the time. Not booking as directly as possible. Here's what we mean. We're all fans of sites like TripAdvisor and Expedia. But before you click the checkout button on those kind of sites, take a minute and Google the hotel directly and check their website for their rates. If the website isn't in English, just look around on the screen. You'll probably find a flag and you can click on it for language options. We promise, easy peasy. If the rate is the same or better, put the money directly into your service provider's hands. No middleman needs to hold on to your private information without a good reason. You can also simply click on your hotel of choice on a Google Maps to access their site. Just scroll down a little in the pop-up bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can't find the website, this is the moment to think twice. This may be an excellent time to use those third-party booking services and buy a, the little bit of extra insurance that the small that has the small add-on fee. Yeah. Kind of when you check out, they're like, do you want a little insurance for $11 for yes, this? Yes, take it. This may be the time to do that if you don't see that website for it directly. It's a good plan. So think about what you're doing and make sure your money is going to the right people. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, our next mistake we see people do mm-hmm. is breakfast plans. Yes. You need to uh, think through your breakfast options. Absolutely. Now, there are a few things you need while you're traveling, and one of the most important is breakfast. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. It's the most important meal of the day. It is. Right? So you won't enjoy your jam-packed day if you don't have any fuel. Uh, I consider two main choices. Some lodging includes your morning meal and others don't. If it's included at no extra charge, great, win for you. If not, check into how much you're being charged. You may find out that the price of one in-house meal can cover your whole group at a local place that offers more local flavors. Mm-hmm. Consider finding a local bakery or deli to get your morning started. That's my best time of the day. I love watching the squares wake up and the city centers wake up. And, you know, we think that having a little bit of a breakfast habit may be a great way to kind of enhance your travel, right? We love having the habit of choosing kind of a local place Mm -hmm. and doing that. You know who we originally heard that from? Who? Samantha Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Okay, next tip. Not... Putting in the research time. Amen. Know what you want to do and how you should go about doing it. As you put together your list of must-dos, take into account not only the time to do something, but also the time to get there. Mm -hmm. Food tours to open up menu choices. This is great. I know a lot of people may not think about it, Mm -hmm. but when you get your feet on the ground in a new location... What is a better way than to open you up and learn about the area but the food tour? Yeah. 
Yeah. You get to sample different food choices. You're going to see what's going to be on the menu. Get to know the local cuisine. Cuisine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like this idea because especially if you're in an area that you don't know well or you're in an area where you're not sure how to approach a menu, Mm -hmm. the food tour could be the thing that kind of relaxes you a little. Gives you a little bit of a worry-free moment. Because then when you get to a meal and you sit down with the menu, you're kind of like, oh, Oh. these three things are from this area. I really like them when I had a taste of them. Right. Let me enjoy that tonight. Gives you a little bit more confidence. And when you also are researching... I like to think not just how long is it going to take me to go through this museum, but how, how long is it going to take me to get there? Mm-hmm. Because you may be in a new place and you don't know it and you're like, hey, I'm going to go see this. Well, that's two hours away. Exactly. And, you know, this is one of those times where how you plan your money ahead of time matters. Do you want to pay a little bit more for a city center hotel that's closer to these things and takes away a lot of travel time? Or are you willing to kind of take the gamble and see if you stay at something further away from all the main draws, is that money worth it? Because we have to tell you, our experience has shown paying a little bit more for the accommodation in the city center saves time and money in the end. You always wind up paying more for transportation on the uh, ground. I agree. If you can't walk everywhere. So get into those pedestrian areas. That's All right. for sure. Next mistake we see. Not editing your trip well. Here's the deal. You've got to be very pragmatic about what you're doing. Face it. There's never enough time in any trip ever to see everything on your list. You have some tough decisions to make, and that's what that means. You've got to be prudent on what you include in your itinerary. You've just got to include a few bucket list icons, some experiences, some out-of-the-way spots. Consider your much-needed downtime and chances to eat at different locations. Over plan to your heart's content and then come back to reality and acknowledge that you will not get to do everything on that list. It just won't happen. And that's just fine. It only means that you have a good reason to go back. Uh huh. Amen. If you need a little bit more guidance in this particular area, which is critical. Yes. Take a minute and go back a couple of episodes and listen to our Tao of Travel, our travel philosophy, the things that you need to include in your trip, especially if you're planning to travel with a larger group. Right. These are the things that you need to include inside your planning uh, matrix in order to make sure that you get the most out of your travel experience. So definitely go back and listen to that. You're listening to Bobshi and Yaya Travel the World, and we hope that you are enjoying today's conversation. We invite you to become part of our travel community, so head on over to bobshiandyaya.com. That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A-Y-I-A.
and subscribe to our blog so that you can be kept in the loop as we talk about destinations and how to make travel a priority in your daily life. Whether you are travel dreaming or you've got boarding passes in your hand, we've got three sources, plans, and plenty of inspiration to get you ready for whatever adventure awaits. You can find us on all the social media at Bob Shea and Yaya, and we hope that we see you there. All right, next mistake. Uh huh. I see that people are not taking the time to journal. Hold that roll because I do not want to sit and write for half an hour every night. It doesn't matter. You don't have to. Okay. It doesn't matter how you journal. Just do it. Okay. You can simply post to Facebook or get a new fancy leather book and write in it. Somehow, some way, journal. Seriously, I've never met a traveler who has looked back at a trip and said, gee, I wish I hadn't spent all that time writing or posting about all the cool things I did. If anyone on your trip needs to journal, it's the kids. And this is great. Let them learn about where they are going and let them collect all the pamphlets and the pictures they can. Let them become the trip expert. What's nice is you pack you a pair of small scissors and some tape in your bag and so then they can cut and tape these things in their journal along the way i love that idea i could do i like that even for an adult yes. receipts tickets whatever and tape it in there and maybe write some information so you know just a little Something, jot just a little jot and exactly. that's perfect for journaling i think it's perfect you're right okay Next mistake on our list, not finding a playground. That means you too, adult. We hear you listening to us. Listen, everybody needs a few places along the way to take a break. Yeah. Rent some bikes. Very easily done in most big cities in Europe. Uh-huh. And ride along the river for an hour. Go to an iconic park and take in the gardens, maybe with a picnic. Take the kids to a neighborhood playground and let them make friends. We promise if you have kids with you, take them to that playground because language is no barrier for kids. They're going to make friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For so- sure. Following along with that, mm-hmm. one of the other mistakes that we see is not booking downtime. Oh, it's okay. You need to do that. Let's face it, guys. We all get tired out on our travels. It first starts with that nasty jet lag Yuck. we have to shake. And then it hits us again at about day six or seven mm-hmm. because we've been going hard. Yes. We've been seeing as much as we can. And it's at this point that we need the mid-vacation. Yes. And that's something we schedule. Let's say I'm in Athens. Sure. Okay. Uh, Let's say a day you could do where? Oh, maybe the island like Hydra. Hydra would be great. A day just to enjoy a stroll, Mm -hmm. to sleep in a bit, or just enjoy your hotel's amenities. I'd like to just wrap up with a book and read for a little bit and just take that downtime. Exactly. Now, if you're traveling with kids Mm -hmm. or older adults that are cranky, you may want to double or triple your downtime. Yes. Can I say this also? Mm -hmm. I think that there is some sort of unwritten taboo about 
dividing up your group when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's any reason to to follow this unsaid law that everybody in your travel group has to go everywhere all the time. Attached to together. the app. Yeah, I don't think that actually is helpful. If it were me, and it's often us, yes, right? Yeah. I say divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. What if you're... What if your group is doing something you don't want to do? Do I have to go? No, you don't. You could actually go and do a thing that you like. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe somebody just doesn't have the same energy level as somebody else. It is okay and it is not wrong for that person to stay back at the hotel, take a day off from everything, Mm -hmm. and then get back to it the next day enjoying it with the crowd. How about this? Dividing up boys and girls. Let the boys go see... Boy things. Yeah, let's go to Bavaria with them, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe the ladies in the group want to do a little shopping. And I'm being very stereotypical and I understand that, but that's okay. Maybe we want to go into the boutiques. Yes. Okay, and enjoy that. Maybe the guys want to go out to an adventure park. Maybe it's vice versa. Whatever. Whatever it is. Maybe the girls want to go up the Zugspitze and go and have lunch at the top, and maybe the boys want to rent a boat. Maybe you're just sick and tired of each other and want to go do something different and have a you know have a little breather, have a little breather from each other, and maybe that's a good excuse to do that. And then you can come back and everything's great. And I love the idea of coming back from all of those things, sitting down at the dinner table together and sharing what everybody's different experiences are. I'll give you a perfect example. We were up in southern Scotland, mm-hmm. okay? We had a group of six. Four went to York for the day to go do their thing, and two stayed behind. Uh, it was my mother and I who stayed behind. We went out to the Britannia. Nothing the other ones would ever want to do. We went and we had tea out on the Britannia. We enjoyed a tour of the ship. It was beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. They came back so pumped from the activity that they went to. They went to go see this castle and this particular mm-hmm. artist that was down there. They had such a good time. Everybody came back. We had tons to talk to. Everybody over liked dinner. each other. Yeah, and we were all mm-hmm. kind of refreshed, ready to move on to the next thing. There's nothing wrong with that. No, nothing at all. As a matter of fact, we think that that's a great tool for any planner to have in their back pocket. I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Not when, when you're talking about all of these things, the next mistake that we want to talk about is not pre-booking correctly all the big draws. You have to mm-hmm. pre-book tickets and reservations for high volume sites so that you can skip the ticket line and ensure that you have a guaranteed entry. I once walked past 300 people standing in line at Juvenie and used my tickets to breeze through a back gate. It can happen. If you pre-book the right things, you will be using your money to your advantage. Because here's the deal. There is zero that you're paying for in travel that isn't paying for your comfort or your time. That is where your money is going, to those two things. Regardless of what it is that you're buying, those are the Mm -hmm. two things that you are purchasing, your comfort and your time. If I pre-book for the same amount that somebody standing in line is going to pay, I'm not using, I'm using my money well. Right. 
and also you think of, I mean, think of, oh, uh, let's say you want to see, you're going to Amsterdam and you want to see Anne Frank's house. Yeah. Are you going to wait the day of? No, you can't. Okay, why not? Because they sell out. And I think that this is super important. And when mm-hmm. I say that they sell out at Anne Frank, I am telling you there are bouncers in front of that house mm. turning people away. We watched it happen from the cafe window on the second story. Mm-hmm. I am telling you, they were like, no, you may not come in. It was like a nightclub. So if there's something you want to see, make sure, check it out. Can you pre-purchase your tickets? If you can, do it. And we know that many DIYers <coughs> work really well at using the Rick Steves books. Mm-hmm. Can I say this? He uses a triangle system, right? Mm-hmm. If there are three triangles on it and you don't pre-book it, that's on you. Yeah. It, it is. That means it's a top draw. It's going to sell out on a daily basis. You need to pre-book. And... Unfortunately, it means that a lot of people can't be flexible in their schedules once right. they get going. It is what it is. It is part of the new reality of Europe. Many of these places that are jam-packed do not want to go back to the pre-COVID days of everybody in there all at once. They want timed entry. They really That's one big thing that's come out of the COVID pandemic. Mm -hmm. So it's just something you're going to have to be worried for. There is one place I can think of that could care less. Where? And it's a top draw. The Vatican Museums. They could care less (laughs) how many people they pack in there. You are going to just be... Saddle up. You're right next to everybody. So listen, guys. (laughs) Don't make the mistake. Pre-book those tickets that you don't want to miss out on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's on your list and it's a big deal, it's a make or break, you need to pre-book it yeah. for sure. All right. Next topic. Ready? How about not leaving the good stuff at home? That's a mistake people make. Okay. This is what we mean. We're not talking about bringing your best gems and jewelry with you. That's not what we mean. But you do need a good purse that's pickpocket proof. That means we're going to leave the brand names at home. We're going to make sure our purse closes well and it's easy to carry. And you don't have to clutch your bag in panic, but you do need to be aware. Have you seen them? Have you seen those people that hold their purse like right over their boobs? Uh Okay, you're going to be pickpocketed. Just relax and enjoy. Be confident about what you're doing. Pickpockets do represent the number one crime against travelers worldwide. You do need to be cognizant. We say this a A lot. lot. Okay? But you don't need to be overzealous. And it's the overzealous people that wind up probably getting pickpocketed the most. You've been targeted down the street. You haven't seen them. They've seen you. Okay? So slow down. Don't bring your fanciest purse but bring something that's practical and works really well, okay? That means we're going to make sure that you're not going to be the target. You don't want to stand out. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm all about individuality and fashion choices. I just don't think that travel is where it has to be a priority. Many European friends tell me that they can spot an American in a crowd very easily. As a collective, we either dress too flashy Mm -hmm. or sloppily. 
Mm-hmm. Men who wear baseball hats are obvious, and women with crazy nails are a no-brainer. Take a moment and think about those pickpockets. If my friends can spot you, so can they. And they can spot you. Additionally, things like statementees, especially offensive ones, are frowned upon. This isn't a judgment thing. It's simply a safety thing. Take this statement. We love when Americans visit. They spend so much money. Remember those pickpockets? They know that that money is in your pocket. Lastly, this is crazy but true. Predictably, the number one cause of death for tourists is a car accident. That makes sense, right? Yes. Okay, so make sure you know what you're doing on the road. But the number two, and here's where it gets crazy, accidental falls and drownings. In other words, death by selfie. And you're it's gonna, a thing. It is a thing. You think we're crazy when we say that. However, we have read article after article after article of tourists and travelers trying to get some fancy shot, some amazing shot by jumping in front of chains, trains, going out on cliffs, all these I'm going to go touch things. that bison. Exactly. We want you not to do those things. Buy the postcard instead of take the picture, please. please. Okay? And we're going to make sure that you stay safe and you're not a statistic. Yes. Okay. Our 13 mistakes when you're planning your next travel trip, you just got them. We wish you an amazing trip. We wish you bon voyage. And happy travels. We hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. We drop two episodes every month for year-round travel fun. You can find more tips, hacks, destination guides, and inspiration at bobsheandyaya.com. That's also where you'll find information about our upcoming workshops and our upcoming small group travel experiences. That's right. We'd love for you to join us during our travel season as we take in glorious destinations like Edinburgh, Paris, Warsaw, and Amsterdam. It's going to be so much fun. Don't hesitate to leave us a little comment or a review, especially over there on iTunes where the numbers do all the talking. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on all the social media, including TikTok and Facebook, by searching at Bapshi and Yaya. That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A-Y-I-A. We look forward to sharing our next episode with you.